Hello and welcome to the Who's He podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we have finally reached the end of our Series 2 retrospective because we're going to be talking about Doomsday. Um, and it is actually quite um, apt that we've reached the end of this because um, we don't usually mention our um, episode numbers. Um, but this one's a little bit of a milestone. This is our 250th official episode of the podcast. How about hooray, hooray. <laughs> and we started Series 2 on the 150th, didn't we? <laughs> I think we did, you know. <laughs> yes, it's... Um, how, long, how long has it taken us to get through this? It's standing nearly two years, isn't it, to get through this? I think so, yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, so we'll be talking about that later on. Um, but first, let's have a little bit of news. And since we've been off air, there hasn't been a lot happening, really. Is it? It's all been about class, really. Yes. Um... All we know now that Class will be um, coming out on Saturday the 22nd of October on BBC Three. And I think it's going to be the, the first two episodes um, as well. Um, and one thing we also do know is that um, Peter Capaldi is going to feature, We think, I think, in the opening episode. Yeah, and it makes sense, doesn't it? It does, it does. People have been sort of, he, he didn't he, um, or somebody tweeted a copy of the script with the sonic screwdriver and the sonic sunglasses on top of it or something so yeah um yes i'm sort of getting a bit more enthusiastic for it now i'm not wildly enthusiastic but it's you know it's 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 <laughs> that's you though isn't it really? it is me really but it's, it's who related isn't it you know i'm not yeah. um yeah i mean yeah yeah it's any <laughs> in a storm isn't it really? it is at the moment I'll, i will take any doctor who going at the moment i really will <laughs> told us over until um until Christmas Day, at least. But um, hmm. yes, yes. Um, now, one thing I did hear, read about as well. This is strictly not for children. This series as well. So I just hope they're not making the the same mistakes that they did with Torchwood. Whereas in that they thought well, to make it adult, you have lots of swearing and a few sex scenes chucked in for good measure. It was more hmm. it was more juvenile than adult, to be honest. So I hope they're not going to make the same mistakes again. So. We haven't got long to wait, put it that way. No. We haven't got long to find out. Yes, indeed. Now, um, the other thing as well, it's going to be obviously broadcast in other other countries, um, and it's going to be shown in Canada, um, also on the same day, on the 22nd of October. It's also going to be shown in Australia, um, on something called iView, um, also on the 22nd um, of October. And then it'll be shown on ABC Two channel on Monday, the twenty fourth of October. So um, that that's good. However, the really weird thing for our American uh, listeners out there is BBC America won't be showing it until next year. No, which I find bizarre, considering they stumped up a lot of cash for this series. It seems. Why? I mean, it's just that is just really such an odd. I know. I really don't get that. I really do not get that unless there's, I mean, if there's anyone out there who knows a bit more about this and wants to sort of get in touch and, and, and let us know, um, I, I'd be really interested to, or we'd both be really interested to find out why. Yeah. It sort of shows a slight lack of conviction in it, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Um, 
I'm quite sure that's not the case. They've seen it and think, oops, we've got a bit of a white elephant here. I, I, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're just bung it out when we got when we got a spare few weekends. So yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Um, and it's also been chucked out on an online channel as well, which is... Um, yeah. Yeah, which, which I still don't, you know, I still don't sort of quite get this whole... Th- I, don't still, I don't still don't quite believe the future of television is online, to be honest. I really don't, but... Um, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to these things, but uh, yeah, I, I just find it really. <laughs> Says really... the person doing a podcast, exactly, and doing online video podcasts as well. <laughs> because there's no future in it. There isn't. It's only because no bastard will give me a job on television or radio. Let's <laughs> <laughs> have a look. And you tried sending, and you tried sending let- letters to people, haven't you? Saying what you want to say. Exactly. I think it's it's a severe lack of talent actually holding me back. <laughs> I, might, I might be wrong. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I, no, I just find it really, really peculiar. Really peculiar that it's not been shown on BBC America. But as, as I said, if anyone can let us know why um, that that's not happening, you know, please please get in touch and and, and let us know. We will, we will be very very interested to find out why. So, um, and it's just one of those things where you just think. By the time they get around to showing it, anybody who's really interested in it will have seen it. Exactly. Exactly. So if it's any good, everyone would have seen it. And if it's no good, then no one's going to watch it when they show it. And they'll find some way to view it as well in in between October and and next year. So, yeah. uh, yeah. It does seem a bit self-defeating, if you ask me. It really does. Um, Now, saying, (laughs) saying that... We're still not entirely sure when we're going to actually going to be covering this because we've got a firm date now. Well, obviously, twenty sixth of October for the UK. Um, we're still not sure when exactly we're going to be discussing those first two episodes because yeah, well, we're taking the BBC America review of it, aren't we? Yeah, we are. are we're really? going yeah. to review it next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because um, yes, I'm not going to be around to record any podcasts that week. So <laughs> yeah, so we're not entirely sure how we, how we're going to approach this yet. Um, we will in some form, obviously, but um, it won't be sort of that that close to transmission date, will it? No. Well, it's not as if everybody's going to be waiting on waiting on you know with bated breath or for our review. It's not going to make or break That's, the series. This is, is what it? BBC and America are waiting for. <laughs> if we give it a good, if we give it a good review on the in the end of October, they'll have it out in November. <laughs> do, do you think words got out when we're not sort of you know <laughs> too excited about it? <laughs> And that's the most like, oh, who's your podcast? We're a bit unsure. We'll put it off until we, next year. We can year. make or break this show. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. Well, dear listeners, you can, you can make your own minds up, uh, up about that, really. You know, have, have has the Who's He podcast got the power to make or break a show? Or are we just talking bollocks? I think yes. it's the latter, <laughs> personally. But... <laughs> okay, okay, right, moving on. Now, um... Some sort of sad news. Um, actor Terence Bailey. Now the name might not be that familiar um, to a lot of you, um, but his face certainly will be. I, I, I think anyway. Um, he played. He was in a couple of Doctor Who stories, and he died at the age of eighty-six um, in sort of recent. So he died earlier this month, and he played uh, Yendum, uh, one of the monoid slaves. It says here in uh, the William Hartnell story, The Ark. Then he came back and played Major Barrington, um, a character from Patrick Troughton's final story, The War Games. Um, now, he's also in lots of other um, British TV 
um, things like the, the the brothers, which which featured Colin Baker upstairs, downstairs, May Gray, Ivan Holunsboon, the Bill, Dangerfield, and so on and so on. However, um, he did a lot of work with Monty Python. You might recognise him from Life of Brian, because he's the guy who says, "I'm Brian, and so is my wife." Yes. Yes. Um, he's also in. Um, Rutland Weekend Television, uh, with, which was Eric Idle's um, follow-up to uh, series from Monty Python, as well as uh, the Ruttles, All You Need Is Cash, as well. He played the uh, the Brian Epstein figure, was it Stiggy Mountbatten, <laughs> um, in, in that film. So, um, yes, he was in Time Bandits and Brazil as well. So, And, and some of you might know him as uh, he played the Bloody Baron in the Harry Potter films as well. So it's quite a, quite a, a wide and varied... Um, career he had there, actually. But yeah. eight, eight, again, eighty-six. That's that's no that's no bad age, really. But I, I must admit, um, I, 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 do you know what? I never realised he was in Doctor Who. No, I think yeah, it's, it's, it's him as his older self that you sort of remember, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. The... Yeah, so I never realised he was he was in Doctor Who at all. Um, I must admit, I've only watched the War Games once, because that's quite a hefty, <laughs> a hefty it's a commitment. It's, it's a big commitment, actually, isn't it? It's like for us, it's like watching class at the moment, but <laughs> a big commitment. But anyway, um, yeah, sad news, sad news. Um, so anyway, now um, moving on. It's been a while, Paul, hasn't it? Since we talked about Tat on this podcast, yes, and I think um, sort of that there's a, a certain time lord despot just, just sort of brushing the cobwebs off of his um, off his costume. So I think we better get over there quickly. He's now sort of tidying himself up. It's time for Omega's Tat Corner. You pester me with trinkets. Right now we've we've got some tat here, but we're we're not entirely sure whether this has been out for a while. But it's only just sort of entered, well, certainly entered my radar anyway. Because I, I I've sort of brought this to your attention, haven't I, Paul? Yes. Yes. So, um, first up, we have um, a Doctor Who Weeping Angel Cookie Jar. Now, do you know what? I, I've, now I'm looking at this. I've got a funny feeling we might have covered this one before. Yeah, it does sound slightly familiar. It does, doesn't it? It does. Now, this is available to order from um, in the USA only. It, it seems um, from a site called ThinkGeek.com. Um, it looks more like an urn, to be honest, does it? The yeah. cookie jar. I, I mean, I've looked at that. And... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> have you got a dead relative you can eat story <laughs> yes it, it's um it just is it, it does it, it do you know what it looks like it looks like one of those um those urns that 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 the um sutex bodyguards put around in uh pyramids of mars <laughs> it's like the false field barrier that's what that's what it reminds me of actually <laughs> yes um it says it complements any kitchen. It holds any cookie. Uh, just make to sh- just make sure to keep your eyes on it. It says here. Um, yes. Now this is available for nine dollars ninety nine cents. If 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 those of you who want to um, add this to your to your kitchen or just to your Doctor Who collection, um, it just says um, the perfect storage container for any food in time and space. Lid seals in the freshness and opens easily. A stellar gift for Hoovians or fans of scary, <laughs> scary statu- statuary and cookies. Um, <coughs> yes. Not an urn then. Seals in the freshness. <laughs> of the corpse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, and there's a load of blurb. It's all to do with blinking at, you know, weeping and don't blink, don't turn your back. Yeah, you, you get it. I'm not going to read all this out. Um, 
Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. If, would you rush out and buy this one, Paul? No. Me neither. Shall we move on? Yes. Let's, let's move to something else we wouldn't buy as well. So <laughs> there's some now, um, some more Doctor Funko Pop vinyl figures. Uh, this is Series Three, apparently. Um, now again, I don't know how um, if this has been out for a while or not. I've got absolutely no idea. But Series Three consists of Davros, the War Doctor, Eleventh uh, Doctor. Stroke Mr. Clever from um, the awful Cyberman story, which I name I've forgotten already. Silver, not in silver. Thank you very much. Tenth uh, Doctor with his hand, the you know, the his handy hand in his, in his little yeah. jar thing, and a twelfth Doctor with guitar. Okay, now the I've got to admit the Davros one looks bloody horrible, actually. <laughs> Yeah, it's not particularly a, a nice looking sort of thing to have sitting on the shelf, to be honest. Is it? It's just... No, but, but I, know, I know it's Davros, but, but... how's you going to create a cuddly Davros? You're not really. Just the fact because because these Funko Pop has got enlarged heads, it just looks even freakier than, than, it's, than it's any right to be. To be honest, it's horrible. Um, now this is available um, from the usual outlets like Forbidden Planet um, and Amazon. And Entertainment Earth bringing Hollywood home as well. So it's been a while since we last mentioned them, actually, isn't it? Um, but in the UK, um, you can get it from, from, uh, from ForbiddenPlanet.co.uk. The Davros one is going for, at the moment, going for £13.99. That's a 18% reduction. Ah, right, so we're back to those odd percentages well, well, again. Why, why do 20% when you can do it? 18, exactly. So it was 16.99, it's now 13.99. The um, 11th Doctor, Mr. Clever. Was nine nine ninety nine. It's now £8.64, a 14% saving. And that's the same for the 10th Doctor with Hands, the 12th Doctor with Guitar, and uh, the War Doctor as well. Um, again, Paul, I must admit, the 12th Doctor one doesn't look too bad. No. With the guitar. There's something... I think it's because there's the guitar and the, and the Sonic Sunglasses just sort of lends itself to it. I don't know, I don't know why. Yeah. It just does, but um, but I think I could I could probably do without them in my life. I don't know about you. I was going to say that. And if you wanted to actually, I could air on it. You can. You wanted your Roy Orbison doll. <laughs> well, we did actually play Pretty Woman as well, didn't we? So it's, it's, it's all there, isn't it? So... Oh dear, there we go, there we go. Um, that's it. That's all we have for, for tat. Really, it was just a couple of little, few little bits there we wanted to sort of bring to your attention. Lord knows why, but but there we are. <laughs> and as well, I thought, beard looks a bit like the sort of edge of a lampshade, the bottom of a lampshade, the little string bits that hang down some lampshades. You can see. <laughs> it does actually, doesn't it? <laughs> oh god! Do you know what funny thing? That's what it originally started out as. They just buggered it up. I thought, oh, we're just making. <laughs> We'll make another. <laughs> Started off as a lampshade. God, God, whatever you do, don't give it to the Ferris project. <laughs> I think on that note, we'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, that's it for the news, and that's it also for Tat Corner. Um, also, just before, um, before, uh, before we sort of wrap up this news item, just a little, a little plug. Um, we we just released a new. Uh, video podcast as well um, which is kind of tat related as well if you haven't watched it yet um, so please go on there onto our YouTube channel and uh, look at that and there's a link to our YouTube channel um, on our website 
So if you had just head to uh, who's who's hyphen the podcast.co.uk and just follow the YouTube link and it will take you to our channel where you can view all of our videos for that matter. <clears throat> so there you go. Okay, that's the plug over and done with. So um, coming up next is our review of Doomsday. Uh, the final episode of Series 2. So for another week then, that was the news. Okay everybody, the time has finally arrived for us to round off this Series 2 retrospective with a review of Doomsday. That's not Cyberman. You're on every street. You're in their homes. You've got their children. Of course they're going to fight. This is your fault. You and your Torchwood. This planet is starting to boil. Keep going and both worlds will fall into the void. You didn't need to kill him. Neither did we need him alive. Together, we could upgrade the universe. I made my choice a long time ago, and I'm never going to leave you. But I've got to go back! The doctor said every time I use one of these, it damages the whole world. Now that's it! She's your daughter! She's your daughter, not mine! Exterminate all life forms below! Daleks be warned. You have declared war upon the Cybermen. This is not war. This is pest control. <laughs> you will be exterminated! This is a story of how I died. And Paul, you have the the dubious honour of closing this off for us, haven't you? Yes, I, I just can't wait. <laughs> that sounds like damning with faint praise there, actually. But <laughs> no, actually, actually, watch this episode. Yeah, and I've sort of had this this, this feeling of this is such a I don't know I don't know just the nothing episode for me in the past from memory okay, okay. Um, mainly because I just don't know whether I quite like the idea of the Cyberman Dalek stuff is a bit of a always felt a bit of a uh, let down to be honest because it just wasn't a confrontation at all really no no um, so I don't know why that's why I was at that sort of feeling towards it but I watched it again today and quite enjoyed it oh okay I have to say okay um but getting back to our last podcast, um, and what I said there about starting off with narrative and voiceovers and all that sort of stuff, yep. I think this is probably this is where the episode comes from that I dislike it from. Oh, okay. It's that that whole bit of the, and this is the story of how I died. Oh, and yeah, yeah, all yeah. that, and you just thought, no, I just didn't. It's just too much. I think. Yeah. And I know it was sort of used to sort of set up a mystery where she's dead, where is she doing a voiceover? Yeah. You know, then, you know, it all comes at this peril universe thing. But no, I, I know what you mean. That that was sort of like, it was used once and it's been, and, I think it's been used consistently, ever, well, not consistently, yeah. but on numerous occasions ever since. You know, yeah. So and I, it I just sort of yeah. felt, it just sort of felt like a cheap shot, the whole, the, this is how I died. You felt it was all just done for trailers and for whatever. Uh, other than to actually enhance this story at all. Well, they've been using that same cheap trick ever since, really, haven't they? So, yes. You know, characters die, but, you know, do they really die? Oh, well, no, yeah. they don't, you know. You know, they can't just leave a character dead. They've got to bring them back somehow, you know. Um, 
Yeah, I know it's sort of, you know, Doctor Who is, it's not science fiction, it's science fantasy as far as I'm concerned. And um, you can do whatever you like in fantasy, but end of the day, it, it's, the, you know, kids still watch it. And, the, you know, if you're sort of thinking, well, you can die but come back again, you know, is is that really teaching anybody anything? Really, families do nah. sit there and watch it, or is it, or, or we, we become so, as as you know, society becomes so bloody afraid of offending, or we can't let any characters die. It, it might upset somebody, you know. I mean, like, like the whole frost surrounding, um, oh, what was what was it? The the was it Death in Heaven two parter? Yeah, you know. So, um, but anyway, I know I'm sort of going off, off, off <laughs> way, way off take, topic here. I take it your children's pets are never going to go to live on a farm, are they? By no, they're not. You're going to make them bury them themselves in the garden. I shall, I shall toss the stiffened corpse of Hammy the hamster at their feet. <laughs> See, look, that's what happens. We all go sometime. Exactly. Now go to your room and ruminate <laughs> on the nature of life and death. I'm now going to cremate him and put him in my weeping angel urn. <laughs> oh dear, that's excellent. Oh, anyway, anyway, oh. Doomsday, Doomsday, um, Doomsday, yeah, yeah. Now, do you know what? I I had the um, the the reverse reaction right. to you actually because I've always kind of enjoyed this story, and I think looking back when it was first broadcast, it was that whole thing of it's it's that thing that as kids you always play the Simon versus the Daleks, and yeah. finally all your dreams have come true. You know, it's it's happening on the telly. You know. Um, and at the time, great, you know, I've really enjoyed it, and it was it was a you know a sad emotional ending, and I watch it now, and I just think it's a, I, you know I watched it the other night, and I, th- I just think it's a mess, mm. to be honest. I really do. As you say, the whole what you said when you first saw it, the whole Dalek Simon face off, it was nothing. It was, it was you know yeah. much to do about it, nothing. You know, it is so incidental to the plot, isn't it? It is. Oh, uh, yeah. And I it's... think that's what I don't didn't like about it was the fact that this really should have been the yeah. big thing, and it just wasn't. It was just yeah, something I... that was happening to progress yeah. the relationship between the Doctor Rose and yeah, it was is yeah, it just seemed to be a bit of a. Pete and Jackie. That's the that, that's yeah, the story. Yeah, about. it was. Yeah, it's, I mean that's what RTD was all about, really, wasn't it? it yeah, it, it was. It was all more to do with characters. The, the characters and what yeah. people now sort of term you know the soap opera angle to it. Yeah, um, but which is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I mean, Doctor Who's never been strong in character development, and this is what RTD was trying to do when the series was revived. So I'm not. I'm not going to knock the guy for that. You know. Um, yeah. But sometimes that the the whole action science fiction side of things did take a too much of a back seat to it if you know what i mean it, it was sort of underdeveloped sometimes yeah. compared to yeah. what he was trying they, to do they, with the characters they, they, was moved to, they was there just to move the character plot on rather than the character plot reacting to the, the story yeah yeah i mean it's about to be people to disagree with us because this is an immensely popular episode um maybe i'm just a miserable old bastard who knows but um, I know. I mean, it is quite enjoyable in in some parts of it. I mean, I, I still do do love the the scene where Jackie and Pete meet in that corridor. Yeah, that's a great and, scene. And, and, and the whole of the rich how it doesn't matter how, how rich. rich. Yeah, but there, there hasn't been anyone else, and it cuts to the top. Mickey and, Mickey and Doctor sort of rolling their eyes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now there is some, there is some 
stuff to like in this. Um, but again, it's all the character stuff. Yeah. Again, isn't it? Um, I, I mean, I mean, coming back to the, the Dalek. Actually, I said the, the Dalek Cyberman face off. I just want to sort of just get this bit out of the way. You see, how many years have fans waited for this? And it just turns into a bit of a oh, I don't know who can give us the the, the biggest slapdown. Yeah, really, you know, um, you know, you you are better at dying, and this is pest control and all that sort of stuff. Um, I really would. I know that sort. I know the the, the cult of Scaro think differently to the rest of the two other Daleks. Um, would, would is is that? I, I don't know. I mean, would, would that would that really be how it how it would pan out? I, don't, I honestly don't know. I mean, but, I don't know. I mean. The the point of it being, I suppose, I mean, the the ineptitude of the Cybermen in this, yeah, is probably why we end up with Nightmare in Silver. Hey, how'd you, how'd you because, mean? How'd you mean? because they're so awful in this. <laughs> yes, they that, are. That you feel you have to by the time you've got to Nightmare in Silver to make them tr- any sort of creditable. Um, evil force. Yeah. They can now suddenly move at the speed of light almost and uh, detach limbs and upgrade yeah, uh, immediately and virtually indestructible sort of thing, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure that comes from the fact of just how awful they are in this episode. <laughs> well, what the thing is, I mean, because I, I actually think the normal soldiers were actually better equipped than they I were to they fight were, the actually. Yes. They certainly were. What, what were they called? Was it the, the oh, what were they the nickname of I forgot what what the freedom fighters were called now. In in the um, in Earth Two, what you want to call it? Was it the Pilgrims? Something like that, wasn't it? Or something? Yeah, I can't remember. I can't, no. honestly can't remember. But um, yeah, they they seem to be more switched on than the Cybermen were. So. Yeah, and they'd <laughs> never seen Daleks before. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly, exactly. So um, yeah, they're just sort of there's there's certain things that just sort of bugs me. Um, this time, um, I mean, it, it's the whole the three D glasses thing. Yeah. Now, these were the, the these were featured throughout the entire two part of the Doctor constantly putting them on, taking them off, and everything. And nobody said at all. So particularly Rose said, "Why on what on earth are you doing with those glasses?" Or Jackie, I said, "What are you doing with those glasses?" And it just sort of came out of no, with the whole explanation. Was sort of right at the very end. They'd be using it to sort of like you know to see the what they call it void stuff. Um, at the time, it didn't bother me. Now, for some reason, that just really bothered me. I thought, why is nobody asking? What the hell is he doing with these sodding glasses? He's putting them on, taking them off, putting them on, taking them off. You know, like a like a kid with the fidgets. You know, yeah. so it's um, and even at the end, he says, "Is no one going to ask me why I'm doing this?" And I thought, well, yes, that's what I've been screaming out for the last for the last forty five minutes. You know. Why hasn't anybody asked you? You know what what you do with those bloody glasses? Um, so that 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 just for some reason just sort of irked me somewhat. It's a silly little thing, I know, and it usually is silly little things that that sort of irk me. But um, it does sound like I'm being I'm acting on a downer on this, but there is some good stuff in it. But I just thought Rose was bloody cocky in this one. Yeah, especially in front of the Daleks, saying she sort of you know she wiped out the Emperor. And it's sort of like it almost like doing the like the attempt doctor ha as well. So yeah, I really didn't I didn't like that at all, to be honest. And I was sort of like I was glad she got sucked into a parallel universe at the end, to be honest. But um 
But I did like Mickey in this. Because yeah. it was sort of like the, it was like the new Mickey. The first time you saw the new Mickey, sort of the, you know, the, 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 the badass Mickey, if you see what I mean. Yeah. And I liked his little comments as well. So I love it when you talk tech and stuff. Or talk, was it talk techie or something like that? So, yeah. So, yeah, I did like, you know, some, some of his little, little comments. And as you say, the, the, the look that he gave when Jackie said, you know, there hasn't been anybody else. I thought he, I thought he was really good, you know, but um, but I mean, you you seem you seem to really like this. But there was something that really bugs me about this, and it's it's been on rewatches um, of this. The editing in this is so poor, which I'm sort of this is a, like a, um, a a Graham Harper directed um, episode, but I don't know who was responsible for the editing of this because it is. It is all over the place, um, and the first thing I noticed is when the the Dalek and the two Simon have their little face off in the corridor. Okay, and the Dalek exterminates the two Cybermen, which are down the other end of the corridor. Okay, then cuts to a bit where the Cyberman drops down right in front of the Dalek with rubble and stuff around, and it's actually used from a scene later when there's the big battle, and that scene's then reused. But then the, the actual the pictures then flipped, so the Simon falls down from a, from a different direction. Did you notice that? I, I didn't notice that. Did no. you notice that? Yeah, it's really bugged me for for ages that um that bit. Um, and at what point did the humans and Cybermen form an alliance? Yeah. Again, is that was that bit edited out? It it just doesn't. The whole showdown at the end it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, if anything, really, the the humans would be better off just getting out of there. Yeah, exactly. Just and leaving them to it, and then seeing where what happens at the end. Yeah, it just make withdrawing back out to help the people outside. Yeah, yeah, it just didn't make any sense that at all. And I, I just got a feeling because it was just edited out for time. I'm, I'm I'm assuming. No idea, no idea. But um, yeah, it it just sort of. And again, it didn't really go anywhere. And, and then, sort of like the, the dark's going to exterminate the sun and going delete and delete. Yeah, that, that gets somewhat. It gets that, some that wick. That does as much the delete on that does really. Yeah, it does. Just I just never think that has worked for the. No, it, it was um, well. No, the, 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 I mean, the Daleks always had the catchphrase, didn't they? exterminate and I obey and and all that sort of stuff, uh, or you will obey. Um, the Cybermen never had a catchphrase. They didn't need one. No, and um, I don't know if that was some sort of cynical marketing ploy just to sort of put something into toys. I, I don't know, but it was entirely unnecessary. And, and and this bit of them shouting "exterminate, delete, exterminate, delete" back back and forth one another. Um, now to me, it, it just seems ridiculous. Yeah, it really does seem ridiculous. But oh well, oh well, it was. Um, it just one of those things. It just sort of, it just sort of bugged me. It just sort of, sort of bugged me. It's sort of like the poor editing and 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 the the the, 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 the overuse of catchphrases at the end as well. Um, but the thought, I mean, there's any things you you do before we get the things we we do like about it. I mean, what what is anything else you want to sort of pick up on that you you did particularly? The bit that really annoys well, it doesn't annoy me, but just I just didn't really like. Yeah, is the bit where Pete takes the Doctor back. To the other universe, yeah, and that whole thing, the conversation there is just the oh well, if you believe in me, then that's all you know. 
That's all stuff. I need. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. No, Doctor doesn't need that. No, no, exactly. He's still, he's, because by that stage, if, if you're taking the stuff with him doing the glasses and that, he's already sort of worked out what he's going to do. Well, exactly. So why so he doesn't need why, pizza, why yeah, have we what, got that little pep talk to? Yeah, why does he need Pete's approval to to yeah. do anything about it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it doesn't make any any. And I, I mean, actually, the, the scene as you said, the scene between Jackie and, and Pete was it was great. But it's just the way the Doctor sort of puts puts trust to sort of get the, the wheels in motion on that front to sort of you know unite these two people. It is a bit odd, really. To sort of introduce someone looks like your dead wife and introduce someone looks like your dead husband. They're not the same person. But then they sort of click. Because his Jackie was a self... Well, wasn't a very nice person, was she, really? No. Um, yeah, I mean, again, sort of makes sense if you take it from the fact that he's already come up with his idea of what he's got to do. Yeah. And in which case, he knows he's probably got to send Rose... Back to the other universe, mm. which then she she he'd need her. She wouldn't go without her mother. Although her mother's the only one person that wouldn't need to go. Yeah. So how does he get her mother to go? He's got to get her together with Pete. Yeah. I see where you're coming from, but Rose is the fly in the ointment, isn't she? Because she doesn't want to go, does she? Pony stretch of the imagination. She doesn't, but. At that stage, I think the Doctor's thinking she's got to go because there's no other way I can... She'll be sucked into the, the void. Yeah. If she isn't on the other side. I've got to be honest, so how the hell was he hoping to do it without Rose's help? Because with, with the whole lever thing. I'm not entirely sure how he hoped to do that, but because it had to be done yeah. in sync. Yeah, I don't know. And, and seeing as in um, the army of ghosts... It was all being done by computer. Well, yeah, because we would raise that thing because this whole thing with these massive levers had to be moved in, like you know, in you know, synchronization, yeah. both done together, you know, like turning the the keys on, you know, like, to launch missiles or something. Um, and then later on, there's people happily typing away on, on a keyboard and doing exactly the same thing. So, yeah, again, it's it, that those levers were there just to serve. Just the to move the, they the, served. Per, yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, I like the Yvonne Hartman Cyberman. Again, yeah. is it just an example of the script deciding to ignore that emotions are removed from Cybermen when it suits? So we just ignore the fact that, you know, all emotions are, are removed. Um and somehow or other she's able to um over, her, over, her, overcome the the, the emotion her, inhibitor her, and yeah. you know yeah, her sense of duty is so much more than anybody else's that she's the one person that's managed to yeah. survive the... or has got some sort of survival yeah. to the yeah. conversion. When, when, when the plot suits, anyway, that's what I'm yeah. going to say with that. Um, yeah, again, I, I just didn't like that. And, and, and how did it cry? Yeah. I mean, again, that's just the... Oh, that's a good design feature. Come on, now we've got to use that. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. We can't let that one slip, can we? Crikey! I know. I'm just saying. I've been really, really picky with this, but there's there's a lot I don't like about this episode, and it, it, it is just silly little sloppy little. To my mind, silly little sloppy little um, plot points and bad editing and, and and things like that. So, um, and the and said so the catchphrase thing with Cybermen, It's just it's just ridiculous. Um. And also, was was Pete Tyler wearing magnetic boots at the end as well? 
Yeah, because yeah, he drops. <laughs> has, have a chance to have a little wife, and then goes. Cooey. Oh, no. <laughs> Force was so much that even tr- even holding on to a big lever, she couldn't ha- st- couldn't resist it. Exactly. <laughs> he just he just arrives, st- waits to catch her. Well, it's not only that; it's, it's it's the fact that he's been dragged backwards by the void. He's managed he's managed to sort of overcome that, and also catch someone who's hurtling towards him, who didn't knock him off balance back into the void as well. <laughs> so, oh dear. It was just one of those like hero moments, wasn't it? Um, but, yeah. But again, I think the edit just made it seem a little bit too long. If you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> just trimmed off a few seconds well, off of that. It would it might have worked a bit better, but yeah, it's because they wanted they wanted the longing look between her and the doctor as as she went, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so to put that in there, you had to stand there for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. One one last one last thing, um, the Genesis arc. Yeah, now you might be able to correct me on this one, Paul, because it's it's Time Lord Tech. Mm. Okay, why has it got Dalek controls on it? Uh, oh, they might have been fitted afterwards. Could be, but it didn't seem to be that way. It didn't seem to be. And I've been really picky now. I'm so sorry. Um, but it didn't appear to be retrofitted. It seemed to be that was the design of this Genesis arc. Maybe, mm. maybe they built it to, to taunt them or something so they couldn't actually do anything with it. They needed the the, the touch of a, of a, a time traveller to, to open it or activate yeah. it. Yeah. It, it only occurred to me last night, actually, when I, when I was watching it. So you know why? Why has it got Dalek controls on it? If it's Time Lord Tech, yeah. It's actually actually one thing that did amaze me. It's one thing the Doctor didn't even know what it was. Usually he knows everything. In, in this little sort of incarnation of Doctor Who, he, he didn't know what it was, which I thought was uh, was was quite refreshing actually. Mm. I mean, I, I suppose if it was something that was developed during the war, he wouldn't necessarily have been wherever. No, if he was fighting at the front, then. Wouldn't necessarily be aware of what's happening in other places. Yeah, might not be. Might not be. But yeah, you just you just struck me as odd that. But I think I think it's it's quite interesting that the the time lords were taking prisoners. Well, yeah, exactly. Which actually you sort of think they should be, even in that situation. Well, you would have thought so. Yeah, which I think was quite yeah. good. Um. The only thing, other thing on that is the whole, the whole um, needing a touch of um, organic life on it. To, what's well, been yeah, through? Or time track? Yeah, for, yeah, to vo- through the void or something. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. As in, saying, oh, you know, doing the you can't touch it. You, you know, it's the one thing you can't do. Mm. But we've seen that they can just open themselves up. Surely it could have opened itself and just put a little tentacle out to it. I could have done, really, couldn't it? Yeah, that's a good point, can't actually. See, can't, see, can't see why it couldn't have done. It's probably something the Dalek armor... It only surrounds the Dalek armor or something. It doesn't touch the mutant inside. Or there's about to be so Someone could probably explain that one away. But, no, I agree with you, actually. I agree with you. Why couldn't it just opened up and just reached out a little tentacle? Yeah, I mean, it yeah. Works. that 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 explanation works in Dalek because obviously you can't open itself. It, it, it there's only the one. Yeah, but yeah, 
But because we obviously am, get, am I, am I we obviously you... get, especially especially with the cult of Scara, we obviously get a the basically Dalek mutoid that comes later. Oh, oh you don't remind me. <laughs> and the badly damaged. Yes. Hanging out of his casing. Yeah. Well, so. Yeah. Hmm. Have, have, have I dragged you down to my level here, Paul? With with the with the sort of like the and another thing sort of attitude I've got at the moment. <laughs> I, you know, it doesn't take me much to get going on these <laughs> situations. Point me in the right direction. As if it's, I didn't want to be down about this at all. So we, we, we've we've come all this way, um, you know, to, to reach Doomsday. It's taken, a, taken us a, a we've gone the long way round to get here, really, haven't we? Um, and I said I've always sort of kind, kind of enjoyed this story before, but this time I, I just didn't. Maybe it was late. Maybe I was just in the wrong mood to watch it. I, I honestly don't know, but I just I just found an awful lot wrong um, with, with with this one. Um, but going back to what what we what what did you really like about this one anyway? What what sort of stood out for you? This this let's move to something positive for a while. Oh, to be honest, the whole thing Jackie and Pete I think is is the the making of this story. Yeah, and. And basically their reactions to each other and his reaction to, to her. Mm. And even in that, the whole thing, the only good thing that comes out about the, the Doctor and Pete in the other universe is, is him talking about, she's not my wife. Yeah. And whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. I, I quite liked, actually, the 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 fact that it was a prison and that's what they was doing was to free the Daleks. I thought that was quite a good idea and well, I did was, like that. It was certainly a, su- a surprise, wasn't it? To be honest, you, you yeah. weren't sort of quite expecting it to be full of Daleks. No. You know, so... And, it, and the whole the whole time-long technology and all that was quite... Yeah. Because also, obviously, when you've seen it, you think it's one of those ones, again, talking about before, when you think, oh yeah, of course, that's what they meant was it was basically bigger on the inside so yeah. you take... Yeah, take millions of millions Starling. of Daleks. Yeah, but I was also like the 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 the, the idea of the cult of Scaro. Yeah, as well actually. Uh, I just like that idea that you've got this little secret society of Daleks who sort of think outside of the box. If you know, if you if if you pardon the cliche uh, there, yeah. but I, I just like the. I just like I just like that fact. And they've all got sort of got names, and they, and they do think differently. They just, you know than the, the normal Daleks. So, so, uh, and yeah, the, the whole idea it, of that, you know, that because if you've got a a thing that's very much programmed and works on set ways and yeah. doesn't take into account, doesn't doesn't have fear and doesn't whatever hmm. emotions. I mean, you could also imagine them sort of coming up with the idea of the special weapons Dalek. Yeah, if 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 you if you see what I mean. So it, it's you know again just doing something different. To try and win a war or or a skirmish or something, you know, to get the upper hand, think differently. So, yeah, I, and, I, I just and, like the and idea. In that sense, being thinking differently, and that, they run away when it goes wrong. Yes, they do. Don't they? they don't sort of fight to the last, <laughs> do they? Sort of like no. temporal well, shift. Ob- 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 obviously, they didn't in the first place. No, <laughs> that's where they went and hid. That's why they went and hid in the void. Yeah, and then the temporal shift. Then, so yeah totally works from that point of view. I think that does work. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And, and actually, that was then badly underused in the future. 
Unfortunately, yeah, because it was all the, the, the cult of Scaro was just all, you know, wiped out in the Dallas Take Manhattan. So, um, which is a which is a shame, really, because I think that, that had a bit of bit of potential there. To yeah. be honest, I really do. I really do. Um, but of course, this is this is all the whole thing is 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 building up to um, the Doctor and Rose being separate. The whole this whole series of has been building up to the Doctor and Rose getting their comeuppance, isn't it? Really, because yeah. they've been smug and, and cocky um, throughout this series, and, and this is the this is the this is the payoff um, to to a certain degree. Um, how do you feel about that now? Um, it just feels like a waste watching it now. Okay, because you've got no. There's, there's almost the the emotion in it is taken away now because you know it's not the final. Yes, it. it, it I mean, at the time, it, it, it had a it had a big impact, and I, I mean, I must admit, yeah. I, I wasn't a a massive fan of all the the, the soap opera element of, of Doctor. I'll be perfectly honest, um, and it's only over time I've sort of you know I've, I've grown to grown to love it. But even I thought at the time <laughs> this was really quite emotional. It, it did pack a yeah. it packed a wallop, didn't it? It was the perfect writing out of an of a companion. Yes, and it really works. I think it just has been undermined by what ha- what's followed. Yeah, it has. It really has lessened that that impact. Certainly yeah. has. Um, I still think that the so, bit- so I think it would still have been emotionally charged had it had this been the final time you saw Rose. Yes, yes, I think so. I think so. I, I mean, I like that the, the, that scene with them separated by the wall. Yeah, and, and Rose thinks she can sort of still feel the the doctor on the on the other side. I think that that is that is still really really rather rather well done actually. And I do think Billy Piper acts it really well. Yeah, at, at the end. I mean, I mean, as I said, I I didn't particularly like Rose um, in this particular series because she was so bloody cocky and smug. Um, but but at the end though. When she was actually sort of Billy Piper was actually given something to, something else to do, I, I thought was really well. I thought she was really good at it. Yeah, I really did. Um, I mean, to give you the, like the cocky example is that thing when the doctors explain about you know with the with the um, uh, with with three D glass in the void stuff. And he's explaining about how the, you know they'll suck everything back through in, into the void again and and sort of Rose has got you know, that bigger dragging them all in and all, all like that and I. And it, I think even then I was sort of thinking, "Oh, do shut up!" <laughs> I really was. Um, but then, as I say, after after that, once you got over all the smug stuff, I, I think she, I think she was acting wise, she was really good. I really, yeah. I really do. I really do. Um, and of course, the stuff. Yeah, I think yeah, the only other thing about this this yeah. end scene that, that gets me is um, Pete Tyler is rich, very rich. Yes. Uh, why did they have to take a battered old Range Land Rover, Land Rover. <laughs> to get Land Rover to get to Norway? Why didn't he just take a Zeppelin or something? They'd got there a couple of days earlier, and she'd have had a day talking to him rather than the two minutes that was just left by the time they got there. <laughs> that is a very, very good point. <laughs> that is a very, very good point. Um, actually, the... I mean, the people that are on the run. <laughs> As far yes. as I'm aware. Yes. 
suppose they'd have a transit he could have just jumped in actually but <laughs> but, but um no the, the the thing that made me laugh when I was watching it last night um is when Rose hears the doctor um just whispering Rose like that and at the end I just wanted to just go bud at the end <laughs> every time he said it because <laughs> he did sound like <laughs> it did sound like sort of that, like that the, the opening scenes of Citizen Kane. It really did. It's, it's, it did sound like Rosebud. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, it did sort of. Um, but again, that that's all sort of pretty sort of fairy tale ending sort of stuff, really, isn't it? That that whole sort of like, I heard you heard you talking to me in my dreams, sort of thing. Um, and then you got the scene on the beach. Uh, which is what I think makes everybody sort of well up and tear up. You know, the, the, the Rose finally declares a love for the Doctor, and he, he doesn't get the chance to reciprocate, does he? So, um, right. yeah, I mean, it's, it's still quite, a, it's, it's still a good and well acted scene, I think. Really, you know, sort of. I think Billy Piper's is, and is, then comes back. Yeah, but even then, and, yeah. and and then to come back, just the Doctor standing in the TARDIS. Yes. You know, we finally see the the doctor the doctor crying. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so there you go. And then they so, go and spoil it all by trying to try all the Christmas special. Yes, that did annoy a lot of people because I think what annoyed people particularly was the fact it was Catherine Tate, which annoyed it's a lot not, of people at the time. Yeah, but it's not even that it was Catherine. It's just the fact that it was out of place, it, wasn't it? They could have just ended it with the tear running down the doctor's face and just faded to black. Then, yeah. Oh no, you can't fade to Blackpool. It wasn't the death of Adric again, <laughs> <laughs> and no music. Come on, <laughs> the, de- the death of Adric going down my cheek. <laughs> <laughs> what of laughter? <laughs> anyway, yes. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, but, I, yeah. You know, but that's 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 really where it should have ended. It didn't. If they'd have even, if they could have just done the. The Catherine Tate bit as a coming at Christmas or something. I don't know. I just don't know. Mm. I've just not done it. It's just yeah, it was out of place. I've got to be honest. Yeah, but that's how they sort of seem to tee up every Christmas special at that point. You know, the whole thing with and actually, you know... and actually, there's almost a case of I don't see why they needed to do it on the DVD. That's true. That's very true, actually. There were, yeah, because it's not a surprise to us anymore. No, it's not. It doesn't mean anything to us. No. So, can I mean, I mean the DVD it, cut it at, at that point. Well, it's it's even it's it's almost like a, a it's, that really should have been like a post credits scene, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Rather than having it sort of rounding, you know, to end the actual episode off. Yeah. Um, it should have had the credits, and yeah. then, then no, that yeah. comes up at the end. You know. Yeah, that that would have been that would have been fine because it could almost have been that there's been a, a period of time between. Yes, you know you could have had the Doctor just strolling around the TARDIS looking for long. Yeah, flicking switches, or whatever. Yeah, and then suddenly see, uh, and that could have been. Yeah, that's that's how they, that that's I'm saying that's how they should have. You're, you're dead right, Phil. You know how to do this job better than they do. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's what they should have done. That, I that, think we've just proven. After I, I was going to say, I think we've just proven there, Paul. This is why we are not writers. 
<laughs> but it should have been after the. Oh, you're right. It should have been after the. the yeah, names I, I think it would have it would have worked better. But um, yeah, we we just very easily slipped into the, the into the fan entitlement there, haven't we? So, yes, I know better than RTD no, and Stephen you, Moffat wrapped up into one. Yes, it just doesn't. It just doesn't. It doesn't work in the sense of it only works as a surprise, and on the DVD, it's not a surprise. No, no and it spoils not. the. Yes, it does. The emotion that you've just created. Yeah. Um, so, to sort of, sort of end this retrospective of, do do you think this is a a, a a the perfect end to this series? Um, I think it, in some ways it is because it has basically, as you say, this series has been about the Doctor and Rose and their. Smugness getting its comeuppance. Yeah. Um. And it's it, it was quite a nice way to write a. Compa- I think it was quite a good way of writing a companion out. Without having to kill her, but yeah, or or, or or doing the what, what final. They, well, what they did in the, in the original series, um, or the classic series, I should say, it, it's that when when a companion left, it was it was so out of nowhere really wasn't it? even sort of like yeah. you know um I mean, I mean in particular leela i mean the way that was written it, it just yeah. i mean the whole thing with her and andrew just come out of nowhere um i could i could let the sarah jane smith one slide a little bit because that the doctor was called back to go for and no one else was allowed to go there so he had to leave her behind but even yeah. then it was a little bit well did he have to completely and, leave and her behind the feeling you know? even then yeah. that that she wasn't, in her mind, she wasn't being left for good. Yeah, I mean, she she's all, she's all about you know throwing a bit of a strop and wanting to leave. But when it actually came to it, she she didn't want to, and you know, so that's how they did it. But yeah. but the dialogue between them when Sarah Jane left the fourth Doctor behind, it, it was it was well written and well acted. Um, but I'm thinking sort of like um, when Joe Grant left as well. Again, that whole that doesn't do romance that well. In Doctor Who back then, to, to get for companions to leave, no. it just sort of well, you know, I, I this guy's now asked me to marry me. I've said I said yes. I only known him for a couple of days, and and off we go. So and I'm now leaving the Doctor. So yeah, it, they didn't seem to handle it that well. But at least with this, it was, you know, it was building up. The, the whole se- the series was building up to this moment rather than just coming out of nowhere. Sort of oh okay, they, they you know they've gone, you know. But uh, yeah. um and yeah. And, and the way and the way their relationship was being written, there was no way, unless you killed her, that you was gonna. She wasn't suddenly gonna. If she had been really strange, if she'd just met somebody else in the last episode and decided she loved him more. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it wouldn't have worked. It really wouldn't have worked. So, but at least I mean, you know, RTD had it had it all planned out. I, I, you know, you, you can yeah. see there. It just, I just think it was a shame that it was lost in the middle of a Dalek versus Cyberman story. Oh, yeah, or or the fact and, and vice versa, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neither side really helped the other there, did they? On no, this? no, exactly. Neither story was complimentary. No, I don't. I certainly don't think so. Not not now. I did then, but now when I watch it now, I, I don't. I don't sort of kind of enjoy it. So I think really it, it sort of for, for me this sort of series is, for me now has ended on a bit of a. Uh, it's a bit of a not a, not a letdown. It's just a bit weak, if you know what I mean. Do you sort of get what I mean there? Uh, 
Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I think it's just because it wasn't the episode you feel it probably could have been, or wanted it to be, or fan entitlement wanted it, it demanded it to be. <laughs> well, probably, as I say, probably it's not uh-huh. the episode, probably it should have been. I think no. it might, might, be a, might be a better way to describe it. It's not the episode it should have been. You know, but... Um... And the fact is, any... Any Cyberman Dalek episode is never going to be as good as we can imagine it can be. No, it's never, never, ever going to live up to your own expectations. No. Never. It really is. So, which is why, to be honest, it's never been done, I think. It's just because well, however you do it, you're just going to spoil somebody's <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> view of it. Oh, dear. Oh, well, should, should we leave that there then? I yes. think that's probably a good place to end it. That's a good place to end it. It was never going to live up to expectations. So. No. Okay, everybody. So um, when we come back, um, well, obviously when we do come back, it's going to be before um, <laughs> before class starts. So we might hopefully we'll figure out what the hell we're going to do. Um, but when we do come back, we're back to a target normalisation review. And I think as we mentioned on our last podcast, uh, we are going to be looking at Reign of Terror yes. this time, a, a first Doctor story, which we haven't done for a, a long, long time. Um, and it's also um, an Ian Martyr novelisation as well, I think, which is our first novelisation of his we're covering as well, I believe. It is, yes. I yes, so. yes, I believe so. Because um, we, we've been covering an awful lot of Terence Dicks lately. Mm. So we thought we, we need to do something a, a, you know, a bit different. Um, so yes. yes, so that's that is what we are covering next. So ah, oh, I, th- I feel relieved we we finished that series two retrospective at last. On to series one next. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. And the five hundredth episode. Yes, yes. Oh god, that, that's that's another like two years away. Yeah, and the five hundredth episode. Crikey. Mm-hmm. Oh, possibly longer. Who knows? Who knows? Possibly longer. Yeah. Yes. Who knows? We're still going that long. Anyway, I think it's time to, to, to call it a day. I think we've been sort of waffling on long enough there. Um, I, I, I think we've, we've given it our all, I think you could say there, Paul. Yes. I think, <laughs> if you would describe it as that. <laughs> anyway, then. Anyway, so let's let's leave it there. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a, um, a review of the target novelisation of Reign of Terror. So until then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Who's He podcast.